I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined by a friend and respected business building coach, A.J. Mirzad. I've known AJ for a while and I've seen him around at events. I saw his posting in groups I'm a part of, but we never really connected until one day out of the blue, he contacted my assistant and somehow got an appointment set. So when the appointment came, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but on the call, he gave me a ton of value, shared some resources with me and even did it all for the sake of just meeting another person, which was a weekly goal, uh, a weekly, a weekly goal he had set. Since then, he's become a great friend and really gets this business. He's the owner of Life Fuel Fitness as well as Life Fuel Supplements. Plus, he has a fitness software program called Lean Buddy. Life Fuel Fitness was voted number, the number one fitness slash weight loss program for Long Island in 2013. AJ's been featured in Men's Fitness Magazine plus Bodybuilding.com, and he is also a keynote speaker at a variety of events. He's also the author of the best-selling book, The Mind Body Solution, Train Your Brain for Permanent Weight Loss where he proves that the key to a better, more energized, and youthful body is a healthy brain. I asked him to come on today to share some of his insights with us, which to me have already been valuable, as well as talk about what he's learned about building his business. So, AJ, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing, my friend? I'm feeling awesome, Daryl. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. No, it's an honor and a pleasure. And uh, We were just we were laughing and talking about some fun stuff just before the interview, um, but I mean, You've definitely come a long way. You've accomplished a lot. You've helped other people grow their businesses and achieve their financial goals. But how did you even get started in that? I mean, it's not necessarily where you began, is it? No, no, no. I, uh, you know, came up as a uh, chubby kid who uh, battled with obesity most of my life. And, uh, you know, I had these big chipmunk cheeks, man boobs, a stomach, and I was always uh, the chubby kid growing up. And then uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, I hit the age of uh, 20 and I was just miserable. I was depressed, insecure. You know, I was drinking a lot, doing drugs. I was not happy with myself. I had my worst. I was 60 pounds overweight. And that's when I said, I need to make a change. I can't go on living like this. And I knew that I had to lose the weight. That was really my uh, gateway to feeling better about myself. And I'm a very extreme person. So I said, all right, that's it. Whatever it takes, I'm going to get a six pack by the end of the year. And that's when I just focused everything I could on learning, nutrition, exercise. I hired a personal trainer, just got into the world of fitness, and I was able to accomplish a transformation. And when I lost the weight myself, I was like, wow, this is so powerful because now I feel healthier. I feel more confident. I really want to help other people achieve the same transformation. And that's when I started my personal, personal training business. And that's what led me to then grow that and, you know, become a fitness entrepreneur over the years. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of similar to my background where, you know, I 
did the personal training thing and then I wanted to get into group training and I had a martial arts school and that's where I really had to cut my teeth on on this. And at least for me in my situation, because I picked um, a niche martial art in a small community, I had to really be on top of my marketing skills. And it was a huge wake up call for me when you just learn how powerful these skills are. Was that kind of what you noticed? Like you might not have had the same experience, but for you, is it really, I don't know, like when you had to learn to grow your business and be successful at it and you were getting results and you started helping other people, did it ever hit you like, wow, like this can change lives and have a huge impact on a community, on their families, on a person? Um, would you would you agree with that? Have you had any experiences like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Daryl. You know, the whole thing is, uh, I guess we always want to heal the pain that we feel ourselves. And for me, it was being overweight, being insecure, lacking confidence. And I said, okay, I need to help people become healthier, become more confident, improve their mindsets. And that's where I got into fitness and transforming. And uh, once I got into a place where, you know, I was able to get out of the pain of uh, being broke and struggling with my business, it's like I want to help other people do the same too. So it's like the ability to, you know, overcome a challenge or an adversity and then feel compelled to help people get out of that setback themselves. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So then what were some of the greatest challenges that you went through in on this journey for yourself and then like personally and then as, as a business? Sure. You know, I think uh, one of the biggest challenges was um, in the beginning, I was just fueled by passion, you know? So I lost all this weight and at first I wasn't even charging people for, uh, you know, the personal training and nutrition advice. I was just helping people in my gym. They're like, oh, you lost 60 pounds. Like, you got a six-pack. Like, how the hell did you do that? And then so I did this, I did that. So I was coaching them. And then uh, at the point, like, I was like, wow, I should make a business out of this, you know? So I changed my major to exercise science and nutrition. And I was just so focused on helping people. I started to get them amazing results. And then through the results, they gave me referrals, friends and family, and my business started to grow. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. I'm doing what I love and helping people get results, so on and so forth. And out of nowhere, the economy just, like, slapped me across the face. And 80% of my clients stopped working out. Mm -hmm. They could not afford to continue personal training. And I didn't have a website. I didn't have any type of marketing strategy. So my business took a huge tank. And I just really lost a lot of my monthly income. I don't know what to do. I don't know what steps to take. And then uh, that's when um, a good friend of mine said, hey, there's this guy named uh, Dan Kennedy, and he's this business guru. You ought to check out some of this stuff, you know? And I was all down and out, depressed, and I went online, and I read up on Dan Kennedy, and wow, he opened up a whole new world to me, you know, the entire world of direct response marketing. And once I found out about the same extreme mentality that got me to lose 60 pounds of weight in a year allowed me to immerse myself in the world of direct response marketing. I love that. Yeah, direct response marketing is a beautiful thing. And anyone listening to this call, if you're not aware of what direct response marketing is, you need to go get an education that fast. Um, how, do, how would you explain direct response marketing? Well, there's two types of marketing. There's direct response marketing and brand marketing. Now, brand marketing is like Calvin Klein. You know, let's say, for example, they put a billboard in Times Square to sell their jeans you know, they're just selling their brand. It's a billion-dollar company, but there's no actual achievable, testable result to see if that ad with the skinny woman in jeans is actually bringing in customers. Direct response marketing, you can actually track it, test it, 
tweak it and find out if it's actually getting you the results. So a good example of direct response marketing is an infomercial. So let's say if an infomercial plays at night for an hour, you could tell at the end of it, there's an action that people have to take, a call to action. So you can measure. So let's say, for example, if it costs, you know, $70,000 to air the infomercial, and by the end of it, you get, let's say, you know, $200,000 worth of sales, then you know that plays for an hour, it makes $130,000 profit. So you can measure every aspect of it. Then over time, improve it, change the time of the day, change the infomercial, change the offer, everything from the person who called the phone number to order the product to the whole product coming to the person, every aspect of that is measured and tweaked. Yeah, I love that because that's that's almost the big defining difference. You you, tr- you can track direct response, whereas branding, there's no – that's almost the definition of branding. I mean, I, I equate branding to being like you want to talk to a girl at a party and so you just show up wherever she is, but that's all you do. You just sit in the corner and that's it. And like if she ever looks, you just kind of <laughs> sit there and smile and like wave and like that's it. Whereas direct response is all about asking yes or no questions, and then you can count how many yeses you got versus how many no's. And uh, yeah, I love the analogy. Infomercials are great. I, that's a that's a wonderful place to study to study it because that's like the hardest. They say that that's like even Dan Kenny talks about that. He's a great mentor. If anyone here on the call is not familiar with familiar with this stuff, um, a lot of it is is phenomenal. But you know, like that's one of the hardest selling arenas right there is the TV because anytime you're not interested, you just click away. So when a lot of people are concerned about being like pressure, like high pressure sales and all that, I, I think an infomercial is a great place to study because that's the t- medium that they're in where if you don't like it or if you're not interested or if it's not giving you value you just click a button and then you go away right but meanwhile infomercials can produce tens of millions of dollars in fact i got to meet greg renker um at, a, at a, an event in connecticut and he was you know we were talking about he's done 225 infomercials he said 200 were failures 10 wow. do less than less than 10 million 10 do was it was like 10 do 10 million or less the other ten do between a hundred million or less, and of the five, there are three that do a hundred to five hundred million, and he has two that do five hundred to seven hundred fifty million. You know, wow. that's after that's after like twelve or fifteen years of the infomercial business. Oh yeah. Anyway, so that's a it's a great format to study because it's it's yeah it's marketing at its salesmanship and marketing at its best. So. But that's when you see one that's, you know, here today and then gone tomorrow, you know, it's because it wasn't because the vast majority of them don't even break even. Anyways. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a very good point, Dal. It's like if you see an infomercial, you see an ad, even a television ad, you know, that's recurring over and over and over again. You know that it's a winner. So it's very good to study that one. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's a good thing for here in this call, too. You know, it's an interesting uh, point to bring this up because. I think there's a massive gap in our society between like real like reality and just like um, award giving, like giving people gold stars and patting them on the back. I mean, there's tons of, you know, there's tons of award ceremonies and things like that that you can win. I was talking to a guy last night. He was visiting a friend. I'm in my hometown. A buddy I grew up with, haven't seen him forever, went by. And another guy I've known forever is there. And he was like, oh, Daryl, he's telling me about this business he wanted to start. And his first thing was... He wants to take a loan, get a loan for $10,000 to buy a camera and some equipment. And that was like his whole strategy was like to get this camera and the equipment. And I was like, well, how, how is that? Like, how is, how's that going to turn, how's that going to turn into money? Like, that was my question. How, how is that going to turn into money? 
He's like, well, I'm going to work with this guy. He set the Guinness World Record for longest, like, longest scene shot or something like in one take or something like that. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. But how is that going to turn into money? Like, like, Mm. like, I had to bring that back again. And so it's even when you talk about marketing and that, if you go and, you know, there's some, you just have to check your references because there might be some award gala where, you know, all these people are being recognized for having the best advertising, but like, is it judged on sales or is it judged on, like, you know, like, what is it based by? So you really have to be careful about who you get advice from and never take advice from someone you don't want to trade places in. Anyways, so yeah, that's my rant. So what would you recommend to someone who's, who's just trying to figure out direct response marketing and they're struggling and they don't really get it or they, you know, they're, they're like, all right, I got to be able to track it. Uh, what, you know, like, what would you suggest? Well, you know, back to Dan Kennedy, uh, he has a great set of books. They're called the no BS books. And, uh, that was really a game changer for me. So he covers the different elements of direct response marketing. And, um, you guys go on Amazon, Dan Kennedy, no BS. And they're really straightforward, simple, easy to read books. And the master persuader that Dan Kennedy is, each of his books is a direct response vehicle because if you notice within the pages of the book, he's selling numerous programs and services that he has. So that's it's right. very good to study that stuff. Oh yeah. That's great. That's a great suggestion. That's awesome. Appreciate that. So what was kind of some of the best advice you ever got AJ in helping yourself with growing your business in that? I guess the best advice I ever got was uh, just understanding how important a person's mindset is to their business success. You know, the, uh, business owner psychology is what holds them back from getting to the next level with their business. Because, you know, I guess I kind of learned this early on with uh, fitness where you can have the best nutrition plan, the best exercise program. However, if you don't have the discipline and the focus to follow it, it's not going to do you any good. So right now you have listeners that can just go on Google, YouTube, understand different marketing concepts, you know, learn it in a book, just get enlightened by it. But if they don't have the mindset to take the action, have the confidence, believe in themselves, it's not going to do any good. I think you're right. That's that's definitely true. Mindset's an important factor. Have you read Think and Grow Rich? Oh, yes. That's a great book. I love that book. Those 13 principles. I mean, there's a lot about mindset in there. I mean, perseverance, faith, auto-suggestion. I mean, auto-suggestion is that self-talk. It's that internal dialogue that you have. That's one of the key tenets of Think and Grow Rich is that auto-suggestion. That's why – that's kind of where affirmation comes from. And affirmation was a Jim Rohn. I love Jim Rohn. He's got some quote. I'm going to butcher it, but it's like – affirmation without action is is delusion or something like that it's like, <laughs> yeah yeah that was aff- it yeah yeah it's, it's, was it okay because that's exactly auto suggestion but that's a real thing i mean who you are when you walk into a room i remember when i had my martial arts school one of my instructors i remember when he was first starting and he was teaching his first couple of classes he would tell everyone how much he was sucking like he would just say that he'd be teaching. He's like, yeah, but I'm not showing this very to you very well. Like he would say all this stuff. And I'm like, but Jason, you, you did it great, man. Like you're awesome. And it was so awesome to watch his transformation because, you know, in the beginning he was really shy and you could just, he was, you could just tell what his, his internal dialogue was. Cause he would, he would share it with the world if that made sense. But once we got him past that and he could see that, you know, he had almost like proof of learning, you know, and proof of success and achievement. Suddenly that turned around and now he's extremely confident and he's much more comfortable speaking with people. And it was just an awesome transformation. So that's a really powerful thing. What were some of the, what do you think are a lot of common self-limiting beliefs or thoughts that people may not even be aware that they have? I would say the, um, 
limiting beliefs that it is what is outside of you that is limiting your success. So many times if a business is failing or you're not getting clients, you could say, oh, well, you know, it's the economy. Uh, people aren't spending any money or, hey, uh, you know, they uh, just can't afford my program. You know, uh, hey, uh, it's the Internet. The Internet, it doesn't work. You know, Facebook ads don't work. So it's like blaming the external circumstance as opposed to taking responsibility and realizing that you are the limiting factor. What are you doing? What do you need to do to show more value in your program? How can you test and tweak and make a better offer so the ads actually work? Really understanding that you are the underlying reason why you're broke, unhappy, and miserable. I love that. I love that. Yeah, because people, it's so easy for people to make up a list of all the things that are causing them from being successful or achieving what they want, but the only thing that's not on that list is them. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. No, I think that's true. And I think that's part of why the power of association is so important, why someone listening into this, why it's important for them to keep listening to these kinds of podcasts and that. Because you need to you need to inherit, you need to absorb, and you need to reaffirm the mindset and the beliefs that you have. I mean, people, if you hang around with the wrong crowd, it's infectious. Just like you, how you can catch a cold from someone, you can catch bad attitudes, beliefs, and opinions. I mean, it happens all the time, every day. I've, I've, I've heard it. I mean, just even like last Last night, I mean, this guy that's, he was dead certain that buying this camera was going to lead to him. I remember him telling <laughs> telling me that he thinks that if he does this right, it was like a $1.2 billion opportunity, you know? Wow. I, I, I'm like, that's great, but he has no, like, but his plan to get there is to get the camera, you know? And I mean, the camera might be a part of it, but there was nothing after that, but it's, you know, and that's, I mean, God bless him and, you know, I hope, wish him all the best and I'm sure he will hopefully get there. But, you know, it's just funny because I could see myself earlier in my career when I'm like, I wish I had a podcast I could tune into or, you know, people that could help me just just get there faster. That way you don't have to learn the hard way, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. No, and now that's what I love about your podcast because, you know, you give so much value. You're really helping a lot of people. You know, you're sharing from the heart and. I guess uh, one of the things that sticks out a lot is just, you know, the powerful quotes you have on here. You know, you reference Jim Rohn so much, and, you know, Jim Rohn came up once again with his famous quote, you are the sum total of the five closest people in your life, and that's your health, your wealth, your happiness, your relationships. And when you realize who are the five closest people in my life and you really start adding up the numbers, it's scary how close you are to being all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, it's so, I mean, it's even to say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I mean, it's, it's really, if, I, the, the easiest way to describe it is if you hung out with nine crackheads, even if you never smoked crack, <laughs> you would have crackhead problems. Like, you would, because that's you're hilarious. hanging out with nine crackheads. And the people, like, whatever they do, those will become your problems because you're hanging out with them. It's like if you go to a mall with someone and they shoplift and you're with them, guess what? If they get busted, you're going down too because of association. And so it's the same thing. If you, you know, you ask any parent, would they let their kid hang out with nine crackheads all day, every day, even if they thought that they were teaching them training? Because, no, it's one, you know, you said that before. We talked before about um, a break that you had had where there's like knowing and then like knowing, right? And, and then yeah. you can know something but not really know it. And that's, that's one of those hidden things 
common sense things that's not so common. If parents know, I wouldn't let my kid hang out with nine crackheads because they'd be a bad influence because they'll just get into problems hanging around them. But meanwhile, people are hanging out with, you know, whoever. They're hanging out with their friends that have no ambition, no goal in their lives, no direction, and they might be good people and, again, wish them all the best, but for you in your life, you need to be surrounded by people who are going where you want to go so you can get there. I mean, that's even, I've become a huge CrossFit fanatic just because it's it's just been a really great workout for me. But one of the things that I notice is a really key element is the competitive aspect in the room, right? You try and keep up with everyone. Yeah. Everyone marks their scores at the, you, you measure every class. How many reps did you, how did you do? And so because of that competition and you're with that group of people, you push yourself way harder than if you were just working alone in your home, which is part of why often that doesn't work for people. But um yeah, thank you for complimenting the podcast. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, I, I get tremendous value out of it. So, well, let's let's talk some more about what are some other things that held you back? I guess like things that what were were there any kind of key milestones or things that you figured out that really spurred on the growth and success of your business and your in your coaching for your clients? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I said, when I was first starting out, it was just based on having a business on results and referrals and it was just really not that systematic and not that consistent and then I spent more time understanding direct response marketing and I came to find there are three key elements to grow a business and those are one you know the leads the traffic clients coming in then it's the sales and the conversions and then it's the fulfillment you know do you have a way of serving your clients that leverages you and I found that if I just focus on those three systems, I can have a very consistent business, but at the same time, grow it in a very scalable manner. So then going back, like, do I have leads that are coming in daily on a consistent basis? Do I have a sales and conversion system who's making those prospects into clients? And then once they are, are they happy with their results? Are they retaining? Are they staying on long term? Do I have a delivery mechanism that is profitable, but at the same time, keeps the lifetime value of the client at a very high rate consistently. So just looking in at your own business and putting it through those three different elements. I love that. Those are awesome. Can you repeat those three elements again for people in case they didn't have their pens out, which they should know better by now? Um. (laughs) Sure. So it's number one, it's leads. Number two is sales and conversions. And number three, it's fulfillment. Got it. So leads, that's you have to have a strategy and a plan for meeting your customer, meeting new customers, however that is. You need to constantly meet new people you could potentially do business with. Is that correct? Yes. And then the sales and conversion is your strategy for turning those relationships into new new business. That's like a planned out, almost like an assembly line process that you feel is tried, tested, and true, and that you try to put into some sort of system. Is that correct? Yes. And then obviously the fulfillment part is just making sure that everybody gets what they've purchased and that you've got some sort of quality control. Uh, is that That's the third part, right? Correct. Right. Yeah. So I, if you had those three dial in, how could you not have an awesome business? The only thing that would be preventing you from having a seven figure business is the limited, if you picked a limited market, if you were delivering something that wasn't scalable. So anyone listening to this call, they should maybe take a couple of minutes uh, either now or after the call to try to write out and just maybe in a list or a mind map or whatever works for you, but to write out what is your lead generation system? 
Where do you find your clients? How do you do it on demand if you needed to? You know, how do you like you need to be able to go, hey, I want 10 more clients and know where you can go and get them. And then the second thing is, again, how now that you've got them, how are you going to turn those relationships into new business? And how long does that go for? And what do you do if they don't buy? Right. And then the third, yeah. is again, delivering on that, because I love I love that because that, you know, I don't know if I've said this on any other call, but I think this is a really valuable piece of information and that what a lot of people don't realize is when you buy into a franchise, you're only buying the fulfillment systems for the most part. You know, like when you buy a McDonald's franchise, you pay a couple of million dollars to set up a location and train staff on how to cook food and hand it over the counter. You know, because McDonald's really, as a franchise, is a headquarters that handles the lead generation and lead conversion. They put up, right, you just get sent this thing to put up on the board that's got the food and all the prices on it. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about uh-huh. right, what people want. And so that's what a lot of franchises are. It's a it's the lead gen and the sales and conversion systems in a central hub. And then the franchise are just these fulfillment centers across the nation. And that's so I, you know, what you said there is really profound. And I just wanted to dive a bit deeper into it because, I, you know, some, I don't want the lesson to be lost on any of our listeners. Um, yeah. That's, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's fu- fundamental things. And, uh, you know, like you have to just look at your business and really if your business is failing or it's not where you want it to be, there's a severe hole in uh, one of those areas. And I found that most businesses, they would say leads, getting new clients, getting new customers. And actually, you know, I recently read your book, which is the, uh, the Asian Secrets of Lead Generation. And that was tremendous because I thought I knew like a good amount of ways to get leads, but you enhanced my mind with the amount of possibilities of just getting lead generation then. <laughs> thank you, man. I appreciate that. And thank you for playing my book. <laughs> yeah, it just came to mind because I'm, I'm always looking because like I said, I want to help other people and help myself. How can I generate more leads? That's really the number one issue of most small businesses. And when you look at different ways, I mean, your book covers a wide variety of different mechanisms to bring in these online, offline. So you know, it's, pretty, it's pretty robust. Thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, that's something I learned from one of my mentors, Ken McCarthy. He had an equation T plus C equals money, which was traffic plus conversion equals money. And I, I, my real revelation on it was I made it T times C equals money or T times C equals T which you then times by C and it just goes on ad infinitum till you make the sale. And that means, and to, to try to explain that a bit better, if you're like, say you have an ad and uh, an ad in the yellow pages. So then the traffic or the eyeballs that see that conversion is the percent of those eyeballs that will see that ad that will pick up the phone and call you. So now you've got blank number of phone calls and then however many you convert to appointments is the next part of the equation. And you literally build your funnel and get your numbers in and you can have exponential growth in your business just by improving those places where you can lose people, which is almost goes back to what you said. Again, trying to expand on what you already said because you're giving away gold here, but often people, things can be so simple, people just don't realize it. And that's when you're saying that most people think traffic is their problem, I need more leads, when really, you know, they're not selling the leads that they already have. And so that's the actual (laughs) problem. They don't need more. Almost everyone you talk to thinks they have a traffic problem when really most people have a conversion problem. And that is where you can have the, the most leverage. I mean, if you're selling one out of every 10 prospects and you manage to figure out how to sell two out of every 10, 
you just doubled your bottom line. You you don't have to change wow. your ad budget. You don't have to change anything. You just you literally just doubled that. And then if you had three, like now, like there's huge growth there. And so they do work in tandem. But um, that's yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate goal is just to be able to write a check to get traffic. Whether it's you know, sure, put this ad in the newspaper. Sure, put this ad there because you have going back to direct response. Another awesome tool you've given our listeners today, when you know you have an ad and that ad generates, you know, X amount of leads for every X amount of people who see it, I mean, you, you, it's just arithmetic at that point, right? Um, and of course, there'll be variants in audiences, but for the most part, if you've got, you know, your, your ideal audience and you put your ad in front of them, you can almost project to the penny how much money you're going to generate. So, yeah, no, I think, I think now you just brought up such a powerful point because, uh, you know, you're talking about numbers and seeing like, you know, literally, I think the biggest issue most businesses have is, you know, they're way too emotionally involved into their stories, the stories of why their business is failing, why they're not getting new customers, why they can't break through their income. It's really just like looking at it from a very analytical way. And that's why, you know, you hire a business coach, you join a mastermind to look at things from a bird's eye view. Okay, how many leads are you getting in every month? How many conversions are you making? What's the price point? How many clients are dropping off every month? When you're crystal clear about those numbers in a specific manner, you know the cost per lead, the lifetime value of your customer, and, you know, it's just simple numbers. So if I'm only getting 10 leads per month, how am I going to grow my business 10 times? You know, I need to generate more leads, but those leads that are coming, like you said, are they converting? Should I increase my price point? Should I lower my price point? Should I change my product or service? And it's like looking at things from just that logical, systematic way, as opposed to saying the economy sucks or the internet sucks or, you know, nobody's buying people are cheap. Yep. No, you, you totally, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's exactly, it's exactly that. And the reason why more people don't realize that is because often they are their business. There's a great interview we did, Mm. the six laws of small business success with Brad Martineau. And I love, one of the things that I love, I'm going to look this up, um, very quickly, uh, hold on. But he, he reads, he's like, if you look up the definition of entrepreneur, here we go. The definition of entrepreneur, the word from the dictionary, is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses, taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. So he mentions that quote in the interview. He goes, what it doesn't say is a person who answers the telephone and mops the floor and does the accounting <laughs> and fulfills on the services. Like, right? And that's the reason why most, a lot of people aren't able to talk about it like we are at this level because they are the person that's doing it. They're not organizing and operating a business, they're doing a job, which is why it's called self-employed. They have their yeah. own job versus actually running a business. So great, JJ, great points, man. I feel like you probably talk to people all the time and they just like, huh, and then just like lose the lesson because of how simple it, it can be. Um, but you're giving away yeah. some great content, man. So yeah, you're really no, good no, but Thank you. You know, when you simplify, you multiply. And sometimes that, you know, <laughs> like I said, we, we want things to be complex. We want things to be confusing. It's analysis paralysis is where most people are in. They want to look at the things that don't count. If you just go down to the core key things, you know, leads, sales, and fulfillment, and you find out which one of those things has a hole in it, then you can actually have a solution and fix the problem as opposed to creating all these elaborate stories and confusing yourself on different ways. Let me go study an information product. Maybe I'll get the answer. No, let me look at my lead generation system and just focus on that. Let me just focus on 
getting better conversions? How can I hire someone to help me do that? So it's like, you know, just looking at that little issue, fixing it, and then your business will multiply. Just like you said, just by, you know, a 10% tweak, you could double your bottom line at the end of the month. Yep, yep, yep. That is, yeah, yeah, well said. So what are some habits that you feel have helped you on your path to success? What are some of the things that you've seen in your successful clients or you just have noticed have really made a difference for you in your life and your business? That's a great question. You know, uh, it goes back to many years ago. I read this book by Darren Hardy, mm. The Compound Effect. I'm looking and at that it right you... now. I knew you were going to say that one. I'm literally I'm looking at it. Anyway, sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah, you know, The Compound Effect really states that your success is determined by your daily actions. And I guess I kind of fell upon this when I was getting deep into the world of fitness and I was seeing in myself, like, how was I this fat, frustrated chump all my life? All of a sudden now I have a six pack and I'm confident, full of energy. It's like, I look at my daily habits when I was fat and frustrated to being fit and happy. And it's completely different. You know, I was doing things and I currently am doing things because I've fat boy genetics, I'm not going to let myself go back. So I have to do daily cardio, meal preparation, you know, drink a gallon of water, eight hours of sleep, consistently going to the gym, keeping my mind fresh. And I saw my best performing clients had daily habits of success to get the weight off and keep it off long term. So when you look at the daily habits, you apply those in all the areas of your life, whether it's your, your personal happiness, your relationships, and most importantly, we're talking about business. So what are the daily habits that lead to a successful business? Whether it's making sure that your leads are coming in, whether you're using, let's say, paid traffic, that you are having a nice flow of leads at a low price, or if you're doing, you know, public speaking, are you committing yourself to going out every single day, getting in front of people? You know, are you making daily sales calls? Are you tracking your webinars and making sure they're performing better? You know, so it's like all these things you do on a daily basis are going to exponentially lead to your business success. I love, yeah, I love that. So well said. You know, and I really feel, I've said this for a long time, and this is, you know, I, I didn't grow up with a lot of entrepreneurs or a lot of very ambitious people, so in some ways that was my fuel. But I remember, I remember distinctly, I forget what I was talking about, but I was talking on the phone with someone, and they're like, yeah, but it's Saturday. Why don't you, you know, why don't you just wait? It's the weekend. <laughs> and I remember I was looking outside, my parents' front window, and I saw a squirrel run across the lawn, and it just clicked, and I was like, yeah, but, like, why? Like, I get it's the weekend, but so what? Like, I'm looking at a squirrel right now, and I don't think he gets to take the day off of going to find food. I don't think that animals ever get to be like, hey, you know what? Sorry, predator. You know, it's my day off. Come back tomorrow. Like, that's not it. Every single day. And when you talk to some of the world's most successful people, they talk about Every single day, they, they they do whatever those habits are that they need to get where they want to go. There's no there's no weekends. There's no holidays. You know that's those are those are those are man made things. Those don't really exist. Every day, yeah. You know, a freezer, the refrigerator, those we created for our convenience. But the reality is, is for every other creature on the planet, every day they wake up with an empty stomach. And, you know, they, they get to keep what they kill, essentially, or if they forage, whatever they can forage. So there's no days off. And I'm a huge proponent of that. I have no days off, you know. Maybe you need a day to rest, but uh, for the most part, you need to go hard. And I, I love what you said because it, daily habits, it's not your once-a-week habit. I say that all the time. I think it's so much easier to keep 
a daily habit versus something you only do one day a week. You know, and mm-hmm. that's, that's something I just suggested to a friend of mine yesterday. He was 230 pounds. He wants to get down to 200. And I told him, go to the gym every day. He's like, yeah, but my body yeah. can't handle that much exercise. I was like, yeah, but you still need to go to the gym. Like you, you need to go every day. You're not going to get there if you go twice a week. You know, you just, you got to go every day and do what you can. And over time you'll be able to do more. It's that simple. So that's a, that's an awesome, awesome, awesome suggestion. Can you, uh, again, can you tell, what was the title of the book again? The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Yeah, Darren's a great guy. He is when I quote Jim Rohn, I owe that in fact actually to him in part. I was at a it was a birthday event and we have a mutual friend and we went for a hike and I got to walk with him and talk with him for like an hour. And um afterwards he sent me a bunch of Jim Rohn stuff in the mail and uh, as a wow. gift. And yeah, and that's really where I got to learn Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn so well. And whatever Jim's got, I, I'm just gonna shame. I, I don't, I'm not an affiliate. I don't get a single penny, but that is money well invested. Anything Jim Rohn, I am such. I yeah. know you are too. So <laughs> he's a he's a grandfather of personal development. I was just uh, listening to an audio program with uh, Tony Robbins, and Tony Robbins was Jim Rohn's, you know, protege. He really? says he owed Jim Rohn all of his success. Yeah, he actually. Uh, sold Jim Rohn's programs for about five years as so Jim Rohn's top salesman. And um, everything that Tony Robbins says that he learned in terms of success and personal development, he learned from Jim Rohn. That is, that is huge. That is so, and it doesn't surprise me at all because it's so, yeah. Anyone who just go listen to his stuff. I mean, honestly, if I could give off you any help, we talked about mindset and that Jim Rohn is just such a worthwhile investment. You know, I remember even one of the yeah. CDs, he's like, you don't need, you don't need wushu and seagulls and ocean waves. That doesn't work. You just need simple <laughs> facts, the truth, and just hard work in the right direction. You know, so yeah, that is that is awesome. So, so right. uh, I'm sorry, because like Jim Rohn, you just got me all inspired and everything. Because one thing about him, he has timeless wisdom. 500 years from now, the stuff that Jim Rohn says will apply in business, even though business will change technology, software. He's just so like fundamental in yeah. terms of every aspect of business, success, happiness. And I'm curious, Al, like, what is your favorite Jim Rohn quote? The one I say the most, well, I, it's tough to say, man. I can, I can, I can go over a couple. I, mean, <laughs> I like him saying that, you know, like, he can already, I, I forget where it was, but he's like, I can predict the next 10 years of your life with, with almost hundred percent accuracy right now, opportunity mixed with difficulty. That's mm. how the next 10 years of your life will be. And sometimes there'll be more opportunity and sometimes there'll be more difficulty, but both will always be present if you are looking yes. for them. And so I love uh-huh. that. I love his quote about you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I also yeah. love his quote about, uh, about <clears throat> motivation and, you know, not everyone needs motivation. If you have an idiot and you motivate him, now you have a motivated idiot. What he needs <laughs> is an education to turn around and put him in the right direction. And so that's, yeah. I love that first because it's not just about rah, rah, feel good. And that comes, I've, I've noticed that as a productivity thing, I, I recognize I was doing a lot of like time management stuff, trying to track what I did in a day. And I noticed that I would feel about my day completely different than how I actually performed. I would feel like I had a great day and I'd look at what I did. I'm like, oh, I did two things. That's, that's it. And other days I'd feel like it was a terrible day. And I looked, and I was like, wow, I got so much accomplished. And I realized that my mood and my actions are totally separate. They're not... You know, it's just not, they're not uh, in sync. Not always, anyway, so. Yeah. How about you? You have a favorite Jim Rohn quote? Yeah, I have two of them that just really stick out. I have them up in my office. Um, If you work hard on your job, you make a living. If you work hard on yourself, 
you make a fortune. I love that. Yep. And don't wish it were easier. Wish, wish you were better. better. Yeah, yeah. That's a. That is such. That, <laughs> that makes me think of this morning. I thought I was going to go easy at the gym, and then I showed up, and the workout today was called Fight Gone Bad. And I was like, no. And then when I was doing it, I was like, why can't this be easier? And then I remembered that quote, and I, I literally did. I remember that quote. And I went, grabbed a sip of water, and I came back, and I crushed it. So. That's awesome. Yeah, nice. great, great quotes. AJ, awesome. I'm, man, I'm so glad we did this call. I know we talked about it a few times, but it finally, we finally made it happen. So, um, yeah. Is there anything else, that, like any other tips or tricks or anything that you would wish to impart on, on the listeners? If like, hey, wherever you are in your business, you know, I, I don't know, like, what do you got? Anything? Yeah, well, you know, I think that uh, one of the biggest mistakes I made uh, was I asked for help very late in my business, you know? Mm. Um, I basically am a huge nerd. I've always been ever since I was a young child. So I love to read. I love to learn. So even when I was learning a lot of the direct response stuff, I was consuming a lot of information products and buying a lot of books and studying, studying, studying. And I was just overwhelmed with information overload, you know? And uh, I was stuck, you know, because it was in houses paralysis. I knew a lot. I knew what to do, but I didn't know how to do it. And the big breakthrough that I had was investing in a business coach. You know, at the time, it was a lot of money. I spent $4,000. But within that first month, I made that $4,000 back in profits. And I multiplied my investment. And ever since I hired a business coach, I had a mentor. I've invested a lot in my own personal education. You know, just like Jim Rohn says, you know, if you invest in yourself, you make a fortune, Mm -hmm. you know, my last big investment, I paid $25,000 to be in a mastermind for one year, but that has paid off tenfold. And I've come to realize that, yes, we have the answers and we know what to do generally, but same thing why people get personal trainers, you know, it's the accountability, it's the ability to look at your business from a logical point of view, not an emotional point of view to guide you to hire a person who's been where you want to be. So this is giving you the fast track. So I'm willing to pay $20,000 so I could go five years into the future as opposed to doing things slowly and trying to learn it myself. So I'm a big believer in hiring coaches and mentors to help you grow your business. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, let's let's talk about that for a second because I think it's an important thing. First of all, if anyone that gets my emails, they should see a quote there from Eric – I want to say Eric Schmidt, the CEO of Google, where he's like, yeah, I have a coach. Everyone should have a coach. Everyone needs a coach. Because Michael Jordan. Right. No one has won a gold medal at the Olympics, and no one has done anything to any great – in fact, none of us learned how to ride a bike or tie our shoes ourselves. Somebody had to show us first almost everything that we've done. And so coaching is huge. Mentorship is huge. You need a coach. Again, same thing. If no one's been able to go and win a gold medal after being isolated in a garage and, you know, doing the thing, their thing themselves, what makes you think you're any more, you know, any, any different, any, any, any more special than the rest of us? You're not. And yeah. I think that that's important. And then there needs to be a clear distinction that just throwing money at a coach doesn't solve it. You have to be committed. It's almost like a personal training program. Just because you hire a personal trainer doesn't going to guarantee you're going to get the results if you cancel every other appointment. You have to make sure that when you do it, that you commit to it. Because otherwise, like perseverance is a, is a quintessential 
uh, ingredients to success in anything. I mean, if you don't persevere, you, you, there's just nothing to it, right? I mean, it's essentially just yeah. giving up. So, no, I think that that's right. I think that's huge. I think that's important because especially so many of us are so close to it. You need that wow. outside perspective, especially if it's something like your business or something that you're emotional about or you're just, yeah. you know, you're tied to. So, yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's a great, great, great tip. So, yeah. AJ, what are you working on now? So you've hired coaches and you've dropped this money on the mastermind. You've got all this training and direction. It's helping you implement in your business and helping you get where you're going. And so what are you working on then? What are you excited about? What's, what's, what's tickling your fancy these days? You know, within the moment, I'm extremely excited about my second book. Uh, I'm really been working on it a lot as of late. And uh, it's a lot of what we spoke about today, uh, you know, on your podcast about having daily habits, about investing in yourself, about looking at life through a very logical and calculated way as opposed to being emotional and telling yourself stories. And, uh, you know, it's been just a product of my passion because I came from, like I said, a challenging upbringing. I was overweight. I grew up poor. And I just had a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of insecurities, a lack of a lot of confidence. And over time, I was able to turn those around and, improve my life in a dramatic way. And it was all these mentors, all these coaches, these, you know, great conversations that you and I have that make me realize like, wow, you know, we're not so limited to being in our own place. There's a way to become better. There's a world of possibilities. We're not stuck where we are. So I'm really excited about getting that book out and, and helping people with the lessons that I've learned in my journey. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how do people reach out to you? How do they connect with you? How do they become involved or become a part or, are you looking for that right now with your book? I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Daryl. You know, cause I'm always, uh, open to getting different people's perspectives. You know, I love to hear, uh, what people think of, you know, my writing, my content and, and everything I do. I'm very open to it because, you know, serving and getting feedback is extremely important. So yeah, I'm very active on Facebook. You know, you can add me on there, Facebook forward slash AJ fit, AJ F I T. And, uh, you know, I will send you parts of my book and I would love to get your insights on it, but also any of the stuff that, uh, we covered today, I would love to help you out with it. Your, your fitness and even business tips here and there, you know, I'm just very open because I'm a big believer in giving without asking for return. You know, I love the, the act of abundance because you paid forward. You know, there are many people along my life. They gave me a tip. They gave me, you know, some advice. And uh, that changed my life. It changed the way that I looked at myself. So I'm all about spreading that love back out to the world. You know, and I can really attest to that because that's even how we met. <clears throat> like, you just woke <laughs> me up and set up an appointment. In the call, I was like, so what, what were you talking to? Like, I, I was in my head. I was like, did you want to buy something? Did you want to try and sell me something? Did you want to talk about something? And you're like, hey, man, yeah, I just wanted to figure out who you were and just kind of connect. And I was like, okay. And then we talked and at the end, you sent me all these resources that were timely and I needed them at the time. So it was just, you, I, I can attest that you really, really, um, do that. And a lot of people talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk, but you definitely do that. You definitely are into helping out others and you've just proven to be just a good person, a good friend. And I'm just, man, I'm just glad that we came on the call today. Even today you gave a ton of value. And anytime you said something and I didn't know if people would catch it, I made sure that we dove deep into it because there was a lot of value that you had to offer and just thank you again for sharing that with us today oh my pleasure Dal. you know like i said it's having an abundance mindset that's more than enough to go around you know and the more you embody that and you act 
from those principles on a daily basis, the more that comes back to you. I mean, like, look at you. It's the same thing, you know. It's during our conversations, you share so much. You're so transparent, and uh, you're so helpful. But even this podcast, you know, you're not making a single penny off of this in the amount of time, effort, and energy you put in to add this much value out to the world. You know, it shows that you are a person of honor, and I commend you on that. Mm, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I think a lot of us, if I think if we really dig down into our deepest hearts, secrets of secrets, we all just want to be valuable to the world and find a place where we belong and make make the world better by being there. And I think that that ultimately, I think that's kind of what everyone wants. You know, we just want to be able to live our lives. I mean, I don't think anyone's necessarily made happy by having millions of dollars in the bank account they can't touch. They're, they're made mm. happy by the security of knowing that they have whatever they need if they need it. Right. And that's yeah. something that um, I'm not that's a whole another can of worms I'm going to open. But I think that's kind of <laughs> what we all want. And so this literally is my attempt for that. I mean, that's how the podcast even got started is after I helped my first client make a mil- over a million dollars. I was having coffee with a friend and talking about it. And he's like, Daryl, if I could talk to the people like you have access to and I could get their yeah. insights and learn their wisdom, I'd be generating over a million dollars in my business. <laughs> and that's when I was like, well, why, you know, why don't you? And so that's literally what this podcast has been. I've been very fortunate fortunate to meet a lot of people of million dollar businesses or they're millionaires or they're world champions or Olympic athletes. And I've just been able to learn from them. And so this is just an opportunity for people to just sit down and meet people in my network and get to share and sit in on these conversations. My only request to them is that they take action on it and that they take notes because a good idea not implemented was that what I, oh, I forget the quote. But there's just a great quote that wisdom alone is without action is meaning is is useless. It's impotent. You need to take yeah. action. And that's why every time at this podcast, I want people to make a list of what were your three ahas? What are you going to do this week based on them? And what can you assign to someone else? Because that goes back to that quote on entrepreneurship that an entrepreneur is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses. It's not the person who does everything. So think about that. So. AJ. Yeah, exactly. How do they reach you again? Facebook.com. Yeah, that's slash. I'm the most active on there. It's the easiest to remember. Yeah, okay. Facebook, my personal page. Right. Facebook.com forward slash AJ Schitt. AJ FS and Frank I T. There we go. All right. So Facebook.com forward slash AJ Fit. Um Definitely reach out if you have any questions. Talk to him. Uh, make friends with him. He's a good guy to know and uh, can definitely help grow your business. AJ, thank you so much for joining me on the call today. I really appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, Daryl. It was an honor to be on your show. You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them, and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better, and your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website, 
bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. Uh, You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast, and if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself, and remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.